0: happy Mother's Day to all of you, to myself. Um, It's going to be a good day to spend in the house. Um, Well, I thought just starting off that um, since I am a mother of three, um, you might see me dragging them through the oval there um, some Sundays, but I thought maybe you'd like to to see our three children. Um, I think we have a a pic of them. Um, This is... This is the first day of school this school year, and this was our starting point for the photo. (laughs) You know, most people get a great one and then a couple of good ones, and then you do, okay, now the silly picture. Well, we started here, and um, it got weirder from there, so this is the best picture we have for first day of school. But we did get a good one uh, this this past Christmas. Um, Here they are is really what they look like um this is noah ellie annie annie's the youngest um and they're a treasure to us this is my husband here noodling around on the piano um we're coming <laughs> we're coming up on 18 years of marriage this summer and um it's just been an amazing ride <laughs> but uh, of course this morning the first person i thought of was and even last night before i went to bed was my mom, um, who lives in Oklahoma, um, was a pastor's wife. Her whole her whole marriage has been um, since she was probably 19, and, um, and she's a treasure in my life. She led me to Jesus um, when I was seven. Um, I still have the little piece of paper I used to handwrite. You know, I'm seven, I'm learning. And I would handwrite this verse over and over that we had on these little wall plaques in our house. Um, it said our name and then the meaning of our name and then a scripture. Mine was Christy, follower of Christ, Psalm 37, 5. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn and the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Um, I had a paraphrased version of that that I hand wrote, and I remember sitting in church one morning, and I was handwriting it again and just, you know, passed it over to show her my work, and she had the wisdom just to turn it over in that moment, and she put, yes, if Christy gives her heart to Jesus, he will show her the way to go. And that's what the Spirit of God used to lead me to himself, and I was broken for the first time in my life about my sin, and I realized I needed a savior, and I thought about that this morning, you know. I took her word for it. Um, that's what's precious about mothers, is that you, we have that gift, especially when they're young. They take our word for it. So any, even the littlest manifestation of his presence in your life, he will use it powerfully to the point of salvation for your children. Even the littlest things, my mom had no idea when she flipped that little piece of paper over that I was gonna give my heart to Jesus five minutes later. But that's the power that um, he's given you to walk in today and um, What a precious thing, you know, as as they grow, you want to get them to a place of taking his word for it, and they do, most most of the time it's college age, they go, okay, I got to believe this for myself, but for a while, we have the privilege as moms of speaking what we know to be true, and... That's my heart for us this morning as moms is, you know, I think sometimes we believe for our children things that we don't really believe even for ourselves. And that's the posture. Um, This message is for everyone. Um, His word is true over us today. All of these truths and promises are from his word, but I might be speaking directly to moms this morning to encourage them, but this is for all of us too. But there's something about believing for yourself, even what you, what you believe for others. I think we're quicker to believe for a friend or a spouse or a child, but just to believe for ourselves. And so I want us to just be in that posture that there's a created order to our lives every day. It's not just for salvation. It's every day when you wake up in the morning, there's this created order. Because for moms, you know, it starts the minute your eyes open <laughs> the, the crazy and the mundane and getting everybody where they need to go. And, and because you, you, there's joy in that, too. It's not that you don't love that, but it can quickly start spinning a bit. And it's so important, you know, that we wake up and we're this tone setter for the home, you know, for this little village that you got. And um, it's so important to go to that created order that he has, and it's first that you are beloved. He calls you beloved. If you look at it like a target sign, that's the middle. That's the bullseye. Waking up and just going, I am beloved. And believing for yourself. You believe that easily for your children, but believing it for yourself. I am beloved. You call me beloved today. And then, kind of the outer ring of that is being loved and just receiving that. I think there's something really powerful. And just... Belief. And the word of God says that it's impossible to please him without faith. And that you have to believe that he's who he says he is and that he rewards those who come near him and seek him. And so it's just that, it sounds so simple, I know, but it's walking in that belief. Um, and that it's a holy love. I think we also get caught up as moms sometimes and hung up that our love is limit, limited, limited There's only so much, there's only so much capacity that we have each day before we kind of, kind of snap. And I know we've all been there. We've all had those moments of kind of losing it. But his love is limitless. It's a holy love. And I think there's something powerful in just realizing that it's, he says in Jeremiah 31.3, I've loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. We can't use those words in our vocabulary. We're limited in what we can use, but only he can say, I've loved you with an everlasting love, and I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. It's precious to just receive that today. Um, And then, you know, the best mother that you can be is to receive that over your life. The best mother that you can be is to say, I am beloved and to live like you are loved and let that spill out onto your little ones or onto your teenagers or onto your college student. Um, The greatest gift that you can give your children today is to live like you're loved. Truly believing that and that there's a holiness in that. It's a call over our lives to believe that to approach the Lord that way every day and to live your life in the minivan or wherever you're going in that truth. First John four ten says, this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us isn't that beautiful so your life of accepting beloved and living like you're loved is how the world sees God no one has ever seen him but his love through us is manifested and it's made complete when we love and that's kind of the most outer ring is to be love. Don't we all want to get in that posture of being able to wake up in the morning and have a posture of welcome in your life? Being able to welcome those people, those little people who are coming by your bedside and saying they're hungry, or to welcome those teenagers who are at a place in their life where they're crying out, Am I loved? Am I enough? Am I okay? And for you to say, In brokenness, not woundedness, but brokenness in your own life, to go, You know, I need. Oh Lord, I need you today. I'm your beloved. You've called me your own, and I accept that love, and I believe it as a form of holiness. I believe it and accept it. And I want you to live that holy love through me today to everyone, to those who I come in contact with, especially our children. Um, I sit here with a new conviction on my life with that, that it is a form of holiness. It says, as he is holy, let us be holy in all that we do. And I believe a form of holiness is living like we're loved. Um, I've had the privilege over the last few months or a month or so to do a Bible study for our worship leader girls, Um, the girls leading in Passion Kids and students and girls that lead on the stage. And they come to my home and um, we've been walking through the study together and I just had this little moment where I kind of, people laugh at me because I'm kind of like a little bit, I like crafts, and they just laugh and say, it's craft time with Christy. Um, But I had this little thing that my mom um, did with me when I was little, and in fact, I think I have a picture of me and my mom together. I meant to say that earlier. Um, This is me and my mom. You can tell how old I am by her hairdo. Um... But she would sit with me for hours, literally, I mean, hours upon hours, and play the piano for me so I could sing through. I would literally go through a Sandy Patty songbook. Again, there's my age. Um, Amy Grant, um, The Imperials. I mean, we just go through all these old, like, Christian artists, and she literally, top to bottom, I would sing every single song that was in my range, and she would play through every single one of them. Um, She just left such a legacy in my life of meshing the word of God with music, and that's precious to me. Um, But she did this little illustration with me when I was younger. And the girls, I made each one of them one of these, and I thought, you know, this will just be kind of a little thing they can take home, kind of a little moment. And um, not thinking, you know, at all that it would be um, the moment that it was. It's just this kind of a way to, it it expresses John 14, John 14, Jesus says, I am in the Father, and you, it says, I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. So Jesus says, I am in the Father, you are in me, and I am in you. So we're talking about just that covering, and his love over us, and believing that holy love, and walking in it as a form of holiness. And so I, I made these little things, each one of them got one. So the front of it, it's an envelope, and it says, God, God the Father, and you open it up, and And this envelope says Christ. And then you open it up. And this one said each of their names. So they saw their name on it. And this one says you. So you are in Christ. And in you is Christ. And it this, this silence fell in the living room, and I wasn't expecting it. I kind of thought they would just be like, oh, thanks. This is so cool. Thank you. But I looked around the room, and there were big tears in their eyes. And, and I realized this was, this was kind of a hush moment, a holy moment. And I just started to pray and just said, Jesus, we receive that. <laughs> we receive that covering of who we are in you that you are in the Father and we are in you and you are in us so everything that we experience today, everything that we go through tomorrow everything we've been through in our past has to go through all of that to get to where you are and, and then after all Christ is in you on top of that and it was this covering I think that I don't think they were expecting just that simplicity of just believing that, that you're covered today that he loves you that you are in him there's a place to hide you already have a place to hide in him and your authentic self can emerge from that place as beloved you don't have to hide other places and let your unauthentic self kind of peek out afraid you can hide in Christ and let your most authentic self emerge from that place that you are beloved and show that love to the world and let his love be made complete in you Speed. was on Twitter a few weeks ago, and I don't know if any of you follow Boo Mama, but um, I was looking at her little Twitter, and she had pictured a, um, posted a picture of her son, and he's about probably 11, 10 or 11, and it showed him going to a friend's house, and he had all his swords, like, hanging, you know, like, had one here and one behind, and, like, had another kind of weapon or something in the front, and she was just like, you know, savoring this moment of, you know, it's not going to be long when he's not going to play with these things anymore, and he's going to, you know, be too cool for school, and leave all that at home, and I tweeted her back, and I was like, oh, you know, we're totally there already, you know, Noah's, he's almost 13, he'll be 13 this summer, and it's just moving into a different phase of life, and I told her, at this point, it's like catch and release, (laughs) it's like catch and release fishing, you know, with your kids, it's like, You know, you catch those moments and then you have to release. Um, You know, we want to keep the prize. We want to hold on. Um, We want to have those moments where we are like, look what I've done. Look, Look Look, this is a masterpiece. Look how hard I've worked. Um, But it's pulling them in and the moments that we have and seizing those moments and then releasing them. Someone told me once, um, the days are long but the years are short. Isn't that true, moms? <laughs> it's like sometimes the days, especially when they're little, feel like eternity. Um, and the season of life can feel so long that the years start to just blow by. You're like, where's it going? And you realize, you know, that they're not, they're not ours after all. Um, they're His. They belong to Him. And they're His beloved as well. And then it's that, believing that for them all over again. It's catch and release. Um, and I was just thinking through, you know, some of us, I don't know if you're like me, but I need to release things to the Lord, especially them, but I need to release failure. As a mom, you know, I just know that that's something that we carry. It's this guilt and it's, um, have we done enough? Was I there enough? Did I sit still with them enough? Did, was I in the moment? Did I seize the day and... And the Lord just says, release it. I'm in the Father, you're in me, and I'm in you. Just release it to me. Release failures. And confess it to him. And the Spirit of God will use that brokenness powerfully in your children's lives. If you even come to them with that, he'll use it powerfully. Um, And release our success. You know, it's the fruit of our labor. Um, releasing that as well. The fruit must abide. It's his. So your children too have to be released and they must abide. You have to release them and say, abide in Jesus. Take his word for it. I catch you in a can and release you. And I think just releasing their success and their failures, that's a big one not carrying that as your own identity and who you are of how they act out life and their behavior but just ask God not to control the behavior but get to their heart like God give me capacity to just get to their hearts today Um, so releasing I think the hardest and the best thing that we can do as moms is to tell the fruit to abide you know John 15 talks about that just called you to bear fruit and the fruit too must abide and I think it's that's a letting go that we're not used to on a daily basis but just saying the good and the bad (laughs) hide it in who Jesus is and release it release them to the Lord and I think the most precious thing you can do is just living your life as beloved to them and showing them that you've released them to the Lord and that they don't have to live up to your standard, and that you're going to be okay with the decisions that they make because Jesus is going to take care of them. And you're going to pray, and you're going to catch when you can. And seize those moments and speak in. And like I said, he'll use the littlest manifestation of his presence in your life. Even the times that you think they're not listening or they're not getting it. They're getting it. They hear you. And he'll use that powerfully. And sometimes I've noticed most of all what the Lord will use in my own life is pruning. It's the seasons where you just are stripped bare and cold and you don't know what the Lord's doing, but those are the moments to press in the most. Lean in as far as you can to the pruning process, because the degree to which you lean in is the degree of the fruit that's to come and the health of that fruit for you and your children and your family. Um, God's used pruning in my life, and I know He uses it in yours, and after all, we're as moms, you know, we're still to wake up every day as a daughter, and we still have the desire every day to grow up strong and beautiful in his sight and to be what he's called you to be and what you hope, what he hopes that will be. You know, we have that thing. It's like, am I doing this right? Am I okay? I want to please you, Lord. We still have that in us to grow up as oaks of righteousness, the display of this one. Thank you. another little little funny story um people ask me sometimes you know like do your kids just you know like love to hear you sing and do you just you know sit around and sing to them all the time and do you and it's funny because you know in my car I don't necessarily just put on my records <laughs> so you know in the beginning when the when the record first comes out we listen to it because the kids you know are excited to hear it and but it's not like I just, you know, so in my car, I mean, they, they don't really, you know, hear my songs that much. And, um, but I, I thought of a funny story, you know, when Annie Rose was little, she, she was, I promise you, two, two and a half, because she was in a crib when this happened, um, and she used to suck her fingers like this, these two, which was so cute, and she was in her crib, and she's looking up at me, and she's sucking her little fingers, and she said, can you sing a song? And she puts her fingers back in her mouth. And so I remember exactly what I was started to sing. I started singing one of my older songs, A Mighty Fortress, and I literally put my hand on her head and I'm thinking, you know, I'm just gonna pray for her in this moment and um, this is so precious, and she just asked me to sing. And um, so I start going, you know,
1: Mighty Fortress is our God.
0: She says. Can you sing All the Single Ladies? truly happened, but it was, I have to say, it was because the Chipmunk movie was out, and that's what the little chipmunks were singing, and not that Beyonce's bad (laughs) to be listening to, I'm just saying, she got it from the chipmunk movie, Um, anyway, oh, the joys, um, so, yeah, just the created order of our lives, you know, it's just, um, it's something that God has done in my life the last couple of years, and, and as a mom, that it's been vital for me, and even, it's amazing, um, that verse that I learned to handwrite, um, that paraphrased version was commit your way to the Lord, trust Him, and He will bring it to pass, and that was kind of what I grew up, you know, writing Psalm 37.5. Well, later in my life, when um, the Lord called Nathan and I um, to just a new season, he's done this several times where literally he's like, put everything out on the table, take that off, take that off, take that off, you know, and we're like, wow, okay, and um, so this was one of those seasons of life that he had done that, and um, we were just trusting him in a whole new way, and for me, it meant coming off the road, and um, we had two children at that point, and um, I remember just learning to take care of a house for the first time. because so I've been on a bus for our children's, you know, just they learned to walk on a bus. And uh, it was a neat time, and looking back on it, I'm so grateful for that. But during that time, he brought me back to that verse, Psalm 37:4. before that, it says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And, you know, all my life I read that, okay, well, if I do this for him, then he'll do this for me. It's kind of this, you know, ebb and flow and some of that is true. Some of, there is reward, and there is um, that kind of pleasure in who he is and joy that comes from that, but I think it also means that he will show you what your desires are for every season of your life. He's the instiller and the fulfiller of those desires, and in every season of your life, it's, it's going to be different, so you have to be attentive to the Holy Spirit, and know what he's saying in your life and it goes on to say commit your way to the Lord trust in him and he will do this he will make your righteousness shine like the dawn and the justice of your cause like the noonday sun and the Lord ministered to my heart with that for literally it's still I think almost every day I think about that verse it's almost like a life verse for me that I've just walked in and to wake up in the morning and think of that created order that in the bullseye is I'm beloved that is who I am that does not change. That is unchanging. My identity in Jesus—it's not something that can be changed. It's fixed. And the outer later is how—how do—how do I relate to God? How do I relate to others? It's through that I'm beloved. So how I relate and how I um, respond to God and others is I'm beloved. So that how kind of takes care of itself because you're responding to God and not through more doing and trying to get his approval, but in that rest, that you're his beloved and you believe it. And then the most outer layer is the what. It's the kingdom. It's 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 welcome. It's I have capacity for you. I can walk in a room and not be completely burned out and bitter because I'm beloved. And that's how I'm relating to God today, and that's how I'm relating to you today. And that's how I'm relating to my children today. And I don't have to be worried about them. I don't have to be worried. And that's a scary thing as moms. It's a scary place to give that over, isn't it? And to trust. But that kingdom, that outer layer, that's the goal. That's the goal to get to that place of walking in a room and having capacity for others. To make his love be complete by loving one another and having that welcome having that heart of being able to do that but the only way if you start at the what if you start in the kingdom if you start in you know the doing and the loving that's burnout and every single day we've got it we are made by him and for him but we do all things from him we can do all things through Christ who gives you strength he is where you do all things from it's beloved it's be loved it's be love there's a created order to your life today, and it's beautiful. Um, just last week, I just, um, I, I don't know, sometimes I just sit at the piano and I just, I write, I call them little songs. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, it's just a little song. Um, and sometimes I don't know what the Lord's going to do with it, and and that's okay. I've learned to cultivate creativeness and just cultivate them, just work on it. Have a moment each day in your life that you're just sitting and allowing him to just do something creative through you. I suggest that to all of you. It's just taking that moment just to sit down. And I usually tell my kids like, okay, I'm going to the piano now. (laughs) You know, I just need, just give me 10 minutes. I just want to sit. And um, so this song started stirring and I don't know if he'll use it beyond today, I'm okay with that if he doesn't. Because as I was writing it, the faces of mothers of our house here were going through my mind. I could name you probably 15 names of moms that came to my mind. A mother whose son's graduating from college and she's having to move him up to Connecticut and that's a scary thing for her. He got a job there. She wished it would have been in Atlanta. So that's a trust, I mean, just her catch and release. And then, just a mom of a young teenage girl who's crying out from every place in her life, am I loved? Just going through a tough season with that. And then a door holder, a young 24-year-old door holder, a week away from her first baby being born. And yet, her husband's going through a shift in his job, and it's just that trust of going. I want to grow up strong and beautiful for Your splendor, Lord, and I trust You with this. Moms from every season, every walk of life, and they were just flooding my mind. And um, this little song just started to come out, and it was—it's actually from God's perspective, which I haven't—I don't know that I've written a song like that before. Maybe a, a while ago, but. So it's not just for moms today, but it is a gift to you as moms. Um, but I think it's something he wants to just sing over all of us. That he's the God who sees. He sees you. He loves you. He knows you more than you know yourself. And he's holding you together. And whatever season you're in, whatever's going on, on in your life. He's holding you together. Like glue and like mortar, every seam, every corner, he's holding you together today. So just receive this as him speaking over you today.
1: I see all your hard work, how you mend everything, but you don't have to do that.